friends and it's the third episode yay so guess what i just got all my camera equipment in for filming the youtube channel i got my backdrop and curtains but the curtains look so fucking cheap so i made the mistake of doing that so i got to return them but everything's sort of like getting together i'm gonna start rehearsing and it's gonna be fun i got a peel box and i posted about it on the facebook page and you guys sent me a bunch of goodies and I put them aside for the first episode. I'm gonna do an unboxing and I am so fucking stoked. Anyways, here's my theme music, hit it. I got a few lovely messages and reviews of the podcast and a couple requests asking if I could, besides make a YouTube video, a podcast about how I created Nerds of Vaginas. I was going to, on the last episode, vetoed against it, but then you guys politely asked. So of course, why not? Anything for you guys. Before we begin on how I created Nerds of Vaginas, I wanted to talk about uh, me growing up I never met anybody nerdy. The only thing that was really nerdy in my life was my family. I I went to a really tiny private school for kids with learning disabilities because I'm dyslexic as fuck. From elementary to high school, it was a school of 300 kids. So I'm telling you, it was a tiny school. And then I, I graduated from somewhere else because I got bullied there, left, and then went to school with like 3,000 kids and and heightened my agoraphobia. Growing up, I never met any nerdy kids. It was just my family that I knew was nerdy. The reason why I think my family is nerdy is, I'm just gonna find a couple examples. When Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, any of these movies that were coming out, it was the time before Arcalite and you couldn't buy tickets online. You had to wait in line in person to get seats to make sure you're going to sit next to someone my family would arrive hours before wait in line and go see the midnight showings and that was just something we absolutely love to do my mom and sister when the harry potter books came out would go and line up at barnes and noble wait all night for the release of the new book go home and read it they they were hardcore potter nerds one of my favorite nerdy childhood memories is when my dad would take me and my triplet siblings he would take us bike riding to the local comic book shop that was a few blocks away and this was the time when like pokemon cards were really big so we'd go and get pokemon cards and sailor moon cards which my sister still has she would get sailor moon comic books but i mean can you guys hear my belly grumbling <laughs> I think I need to stop recording and go get some food. So <laughs> give me a sec because I just listened and you can hear it. <laughs> okay, I ate and my belly is just whining. You need to shh while I record. Okay. Cool. This entire recording is going to be my belly whining. Okay, back to Nerds Vaginas. The way it started is how I met the girls. I saw a Craigslist ad for a lingerie shop. They were looking for a salesperson. And I went in for the interview, got hired on the spot, and then started working there the next day. 
I'm not going to say the name of the place where I got hired, but I call it Mordor. <sighs> the reason I call it Mordor is it was a shit show of a place. It wasn't the coworkers who were an issue. It was the working environment of our boss. And that's all you need to know about it. But let me describe the lingerie shop. It's where when Hugh Hefner was alive, the playmates and a bunch of ladies would come to get costumes and outfits for his parties. The biggest time was during Halloween and everything is from in-house and they had a, a shop also downtown where they would make the costumes. So the girls who helped inspire Nurse Vaginas, there was a door girl because you had to be a membership to get into this place. I don't know. It was stupid as fuck. Don't ask me. And then there was two designers. There was a girl who came in just for Halloween to help out because it was crazy busy at that time. So she was seasonal. There was me and then an older saleswoman. She didn't help create Nurse Vaginas. She was just a big fucking cunt. But these girls who helped inspire, they were amazing to work side by side with. And made going to Mordor bearable. Oh, okay. So every time I would go to Mordor, I would smoke to help deal with my anxiety. To help me kind of like get pumped up to go to work, I would listen to Howard Shore, who was the composer for Lord of the Rings. I would listen to all of the darker soundtrack to get me ready to go into Mordor and I'm going to play one of the songs that would get me ready. <laughs> Here we go. Let me find it. <laughs> so that's how I would enter work in the morning. High as fuck. I just jamming to Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Yeah. Anyways, I want to describe the lingerie costume store. So there are no windows. There's no natural light. It's like Vegas. You never know what time it is in there. And there are no clocks. <laughs> it's sketchy. The lingerie shop opened up in the 70s. And everything is still from the 70s. The carpet the mannequins, the wallpaper, and it definitely has not been cleaned since ever. It's tacky as fuck in there. And for some reason, I can't remember when I started working there, we were able to play the radio, but something happened where we didn't have the rights and no music was to be played. So you could hear a pin needle drop. So when customers would come in, it was the most awkward silence you could ever imagine. Everything is overwhelming. Mannequins, lingerie, everywhere. And since everything's made in house, they they can make their own prices. So underwear for a thong is thirty bucks. Bras for are from sixty to ninety, and then it gets to the corsets, which were two hundred. Um, costumes are like in the, th the hundreds and go up. The job was stressful. And as shitty as it was, it was one of the greatest times in my life because I had met these nerdy women and they had made up for that. They made work enjoyable. I, I would have never made it as far along in that job if it wasn't for these women. 
When working there, one of my favorite things was to dress up in the costumes. There was an entire room full of costumes from ballerinas, ninjas, circus performers, goddesses, fairy tale characters, French maids, gladiators, animals, mermaids, pirates. The list just goes on to, and all like the Disney princesses. So it was just a ginormous room full of costumes. I was that person to take videos and photos in every single costume. So when I make a YouTube video, I promise you guys, I will be sharing all of these videos. I think one of like my favorite memories was when, when it's slow, I liked it. That was when I liked to play dress up because people would rarely come in at night. One time I was dressed up in a pixie costume. It was amazing. One of the nerds of vaginas had designed it. And so I was playing around in it and we had a customer come in. So I quickly just put my Ugg shoes on and was still in the pixie outfit. The customer happened to be Bill Paxton, who was alive at the time. Now he has passed. And he was fucking great about the situation. He was so nice and incredibly charming about it. I was really embarrassed. We had a good laugh and a chuckle about it because he was being helped by a pixie. And I was just kind of kind of starstruck a little bit because I was like, game over, man. Game over. I didn't say that to him. It was a fun. It was a fun day at work. So... You guys know I told you I take pictures and videos of everything. So I have two photos to share. One of them I may have sneakily took a photo of Bill Paxton. I know that's wrong. I know. I know. I never shared it with anybody until right now. It's been, it's been way over 12 years. So I think it's okay to share it. <laughs> um, so two photos. One of the Bill Paxman, and then the other one is me. Literally, I took this photo moments before I had to go and help him. So I have the evidence and I would like to share with you guys. So if you want to go and look for this photo, it's on my, well, not so secret Instagram account. And the account name is The Council of Elrond. <laughs> Great name, I know. I'll put a link at the bottom of the podcast so you guys can find it easier. The girls, nerdy. The reason why I say they're nerdy, they worked upstairs. And whenever I would go up there, they would always be listening to Harry Potter on tape or Game of Thrones. They all knew who Sailor Moon was and watched that series. And that just blew my mind because I had never met anybody in person who had watched Sailor Moon. And that was just a huge part of my childhood. During one of our lunch breaks at Mordor, we kind of went up a few blocks away where there was a Harry Potter themed store called Whimsic Alley. And at Whimsic Alley, they had a big great hall. In the great hall, they had a chair with the sorting hat. So of course I got sorted by my friend. She put the hat on me and she yelled out Hufflepuff. The reason why she put me in Hufflepuff is because I'm a stoner and the word puff is in Hufflepuff. And so she just put me there and I accept because I never sorted myself into the Pottermore house and yeah don't judge me they made me go to renaissance fairs I wasn't so into it probably because the girls made me dress up and I wasn't too happy to be in a corset I just wanted to be in sweatpants two of the girls who were the designers would have craft nights some nights after work and they invited me and I kept kind of declining because my agoraphobia and finally I grew some balls and went, and it just, 
was one of the most amazing nights of my life. And it became a routine to go to one of the girls' houses and have craft night. The activities they would be doing. One of the girls was painting a portrait of the other girl's cat. It was like this whole elaborate painting that I'm going to share on YouTube that's absolutely beautiful of the cat as like a pirate and pirate ship in the back. And it's great. And one of the girls was making a, what is it called? Dark Phoenix costume for client. And it was just, it was fun. And there was me making little hair bows and just kind of hand sewing. I was just happy to be there or just rhinestoning a hair clip. Their projects were all elaborate and mine was just like this tiny little thing that a fourth grader would be doing. But I had the best fucking time. I brought up to the girls how I wanted to make nerdy, funny products to wear since at the time we really couldn't find anything that we liked. We came up with funny things to put on underwear, like assemble, you shall not pass, uh, someday my prince will come, was spelled C-U-M. So I, I have some that I will totally share. And then I made like a Frank Sinatra silhouette pair of underwear that I have somewhere. I've never worn them, but that was like my first <laughs> attempt at screen printing. I got a screen printer. That's how we started making the underwear. And then we started going to conventions, which... For my agoraphobia, really, it just was like, oh, whoopsies. Okay, for my agoraphobia, it just was a lot. And one of the times that I first went to convention before I started going to sell, I wanted to see what it was about because I've never been to any, like, comic conventions. So went to one that was in L.A. and I had a brownie and I was so high. It was like Cheech and Chong high. One of the girls took my photo and it is possibly one of the greatest photos somebody's ever taken of me. And I'm so high. I will one day share with you guys, but it was just, it helped with the anxiety and have any panic attacks. I have had panic attacks at some of the cons and that was terrible. <laughs> I'll go into that when we talk about an anxiety. We would sell at conventions. We had an Etsy page. I had made the Facebook page. It wasn't really popular. I had maybe a couple hundred people. It was mainly just friends and family. It was mainly dominated with photos of the girls and all the things we were making and all their projects. I started putting memes in the mix and then that's when it started taking off was when I started adding more memes and some would go viral. I would post the girls and then those would kind of go viral because I'd start making them into memes. At one point, we just hit 100,000. And it just blew my mind. Nobody in my family really understood what I was doing. And it made sense because at the time, they're like, you need a real job. Influencer wasn't a title then. And I don't like it now. I prefer cult leader. Anyways, <laughs> 600,000 is when the harassment started. And I will get into that in another episode. It's a lot. And I have a lot of screenshots to share. I've never shared the screenshots. I am so excited to share. I am excited to tell my side of the story. Instead of just everybody seeing screenshots from the trolls. It's just crazy that people hate me based off of a lie. Anyways. Can I fix your shades now? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. How bad is it? Ooh. It got stuck, and then I just did a yank. You just yanked it? I cr what? How? I didn't do it. What do you mean 
and you didn't do it. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, you did. No, so somebody else must have <laughs> done that. <laughs> okay, so it was me. Uh-huh. Oh, it, no. Is it expensive to fix? Where are you going? I need a screwdriver. Okay, thank you. Anyways, let's just wait for him to fix this. Okay, he's coming back. Be cool. I don't think it's a good idea to stand on the armrest of the couch. <laughs> Are you okay? Fuck off. Yeah, that was a good fall. <laughs> Sorry, I broke my shades and my brother came in to fix them. Well, he fixed them, but he, he fell too. <laughs> Let's focus on nerves and vaginas, okay. <clears throat> These girls helped me create what is now a page with four million followers. They opened the door to my nerdiness. And I am so thankful to have these wonderful women in my life. Mordor is what brought the fellowship together. We are the fellowship of Luring. I wanted to give you guys an update on the fellowship. 11 years after we created Nurse Vaginas, one of them just got engaged to her longtime boyfriend. One of the girls just gave birth to a mini nerd with a vagina, and she's beautiful. The other one is thriving and living her best life in, I believe, Colorado? I can't remember. I'm a bad friend. Sorry, babe. And then there's me, the one who's still running Nurse Vaginas and recording this podcast of my closet because my oldest brother who works with my other brother was being too fucking loud. I'm going to play the clip for you because this is how fucking loud he was being. I waited all day to record and then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go in my closet. Okay. Here, here's the clip. I'm trying to record, but this is the time my brother decided to make a phone call. Can you guys hear him? I just wanted to say once again, thanks for tuning in and listening to my podcast. All the wonderful messages you guys have been leaving me, the positive reinforcement is such a change and gets filled with such endorphins compared to when I was just getting shit on with so much hate. This is bringing me so much joy. I don't remember being this happy in a really long time. And that is thanks to you guys and your support and pushing me to do this. So thanks fam. You guys are the best. I'm gonna try to get the YouTube channel up and running. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna we're gonna put a face back to Nerds of Vaginas. But I'm gonna wear a mask for a while until I get to that comfort zone and then I'll do a big reveal. But for now, I got a whole bunch of really fun masks to wear for the YouTube channel and I can't wait to show you guys. I'm just really excited to do the unboxing and see what you guys sent me. Hopefully not like any sex toys or anything because I will send that right back to you <laughs> with Glitter Bomb. But thank you guys for tuning in. I'm gonna go find Lucy now and go give her a kiss from you guys. If you're still listening, I just wanted to say one more thing. <laughs>